Welcome back to the Passive Income Nurse Podcast, where as healthcare professionals, we create passive income online. We're trading in our scrubs for yoga pants, we're thinking outside of the box, aka the hospital, and we're figuring out how to make money online. And just in case you were wondering, yes, we are professionals, but we were raised on Tupac, so we making changes. <laughs> yep, you heard that right. Hey, I'm Brianne Bell, registered nurse, health, wellness, and passive income advocate. Join me on this journey of breaking free from the hospital and taking control of your schedule to reconnecting with what matters most in life, to surrendering and letting Jesus take the will. Pop in your earbuds and get ready to be inspired to grow outside of the hospital walls and learn all kinds of different ways you can make money online. Hey guys, welcome back to the show. I have a special guest on for you today. It's Ariana Vernier, and we are going to be talking about, is it possible to create a passive income business on the side while working your full-time nursing job? And so I am going to hand it over to Ariana and I'm going to have her introduce herself, tell us a little bit about what she does, and then we'll kind of dive into that topic. So welcome to the show. Perfect. Thank you so much for having me today. Yeah, thank you. So I was a teacher for three years. I taught kindergarten. And then when I had my daughter, I just decided that my husband and I decided that I was going to take a year off of teaching and maybe nanny on the side or deliver groceries, something to kind of supplement my income so that I could really pour into her that first year of her life. So we had that plan ready to go. And then plans never, never <laughs> stick to what they're supposed to be. The day I went into labor, I found out about the virtual assistant world. And I was like, what is this? Like, is this something that I could do with my daughter? And that would really work around my schedule rather than my schedule having to work around my job. And so had my daughter and every time we were nursing, or she was napping, I was learning as much as I could about the world of virtual assistants. Within the first month of starting my business, I had landed my first client. And within six months, I had replaced my teaching income. And that was with a newborn by my side, working a maximum of 15 to 20 hours a week and just loving what I was doing. So it's really been a blessing in my life. And I, I just love helping others see the possibilities in it because so many people don't realize this even exists and it would be an amazing fit for them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think being a virtual assistant opens up so many opportunities and especially for my listeners who have full-time jobs, maybe they work three 12-hour shifts and that opens up, they still have four days a week where they can do something mm -hmm. different. Or if they are working a nine to five job, they still have that time maybe in the morning or in the afternoon that they can kind of work it around their schedule. And another thing that I really like about the virtual assisting world is that you can kind of start small. Yes. And so if you want, if this is a desire for you, if you're thinking I'm a nurse and I would love to be able to create this income by being a virtual assistant, there's so many things that you can do. And we're going to kind of dive into that, like what types of things you can actually do as a virtual assistant. But I think it pairs well with being a nurse because we, as nurses, we already 
use so many skills as far as like prioritizing and mm-hmm. being able to do those kinds of things. And so it kind of transitions well into the virtual assisting world, like being organized and that kind of thing. So can you explain to us like a little bit for my listeners? And I know I've had a few others on the podcast that have actually talked about virtual assisting, but I love to hear everyone's kind of spin on it and what specialty you kind of focus on because there's so many options inside of virtual assisting as in with nursing, right? So like there's so many different areas of nursing that we can work in. And it's the same thing in the virtual world. Like you have to think like this is the online space. There's so many things that you can do. So can you explain to us uh, what exactly a virtual assistant is? Yeah, definitely. So a virtual assistant, basically they provide remote services to clients around the globe. Typically they work with more than one client at a time. So what's really nice about that is if you happen to, the relationship ends with one client, you still have the income coming from your other clients and you have a little bit of buffer time to find the new one to replace the one you lost. Mm -hmm. Most often a virtual assistant is an independent contractor. So you're not an employee, which means that you really get to set how you work. So you get to set your own hours, your own pay, and choose what services you want to offer. Because especially if you're doing this on the side, you want it to be something fun, something that you're going to enjoy. So you really, you want to pick something that's going to light you up and make you want to work on it after you're done nurse with your nursing shift and things like that. And what I find really important to remember is that you're you're doing this on the side and a lot of times you're doing it with the goal to grow it to full time. So you want to pick services that you're going to love. You want to make sure you're picking clients that you're really connecting with, that you, you love the mission behind their business mm-hmm. um, and just make sure it's something that's really going to light your heart up. Yeah. And I think that's important to point out for nurses specifically, because everything inside of healthcare right now is super heavy. Mm -hmm. Um, I just recorded a bunch of episodes on the vaccine controversy and the division and all of these super heavy things that are leading to exhaustion and burnout and, and all of these things that nurses are feeling that are super heavy. So when you're thinking about creating another stream of income, you ideally want it to be something that you enjoy showing up for because you're not going to show up for it if you don't enjoy doing it. So I love that you pointed out picking specific companies or people to work with that you know the mission behind their work. Because when you know someone's mission, it automatically kind of connects you to them and you are just joining hands with them to help make that impact. And so it puts meaning behind it. And I think when you can put meaning behind something that you are showing up and you are providing this service that is for this person that has this mission to do whatever that is, it gives you purpose. And so I think ideally as humans, like we all want to know that we have a purpose. And, you know, a lot of nurses right now are feeling like they were called to nursing, but they're kind of feeling that unfulfillment. And so I think if you can partner with someone and, you know, align with their mission, then that can bring you so much fulfillment in your work. You know, as a nurse, you take care of patients and a lot of times that lights you up and brings you fulfillment, but maybe you're, you find yourself in a place where it's, it's not bringing you the joy anymore. And so being able to do something that you can start small with that can provide a 
another stream of income for your family and may alleviate your schedule a little bit. So maybe you're taking on one client and that allows you to maybe only work, you know, two 12 hour shifts a week versus three 12 hour shifts a week or whatever that is to go per diem or part time. Um, so you're really kind of starting small and just kind of working your way up and kind of figuring out what you enjoy doing. Cause I think a lot of nurses are not necessarily tech people, <laughs> but mm -hmm. we do know a lot about charting and staying organized and prioritizing. And I know that there are a lot of systems in place for virtual assistants to allow you to be able to be organized and kind of keep everything in one place so that it doesn't seem overwhelming. So it doesn't seem like it's da a daunting task that you have to do for nurses to kind of reflect on that as well. What kinds of things, I know a lot of virtual assistants usually specialize in focusing on a signature service or something yeah. that they specifically do. And so you kind of hone, hone in on that. So like, what are some specific things inside of virtual assisting that they can do or that they would do for clients? Yeah. So I do want to circle back to what you said about maybe a lot of your listeners may not feel like they have the experience needed to be a virtual assistant. Mm -hmm. But what I always say is that the only thing you really need to know how to do as a VA is know how to figure things out and just have that willingness to learn because I'm all about like learning on your feet, learning as you go. And there are so many businesses that will teach you the services as long as, as long as you connect with them and you mm -hmm. fully believe in them. A lot of times they're willing to teach you because it might be a service that they've always done in their business, but now they're just wanting to outsource it so they can teach you how they've done it and you can figure it out as you go. So I didn't want to point that out. Mm -hmm. It's kind of a learn as you go. And I think that that is a big mindset shift from being a nurse and being clocking in and trading your time for money to becoming an entrepreneur and working mm -hmm. in the entrepreneurial space is that, you know, you kind of learn as you go. And so you have to really flip that mindset you don't go to school to learn how to be a virtual assistant. You don't go to school to learn how to be an entrepreneur. You just have to figure it out along the way and you have to be willing to learn as you go. So yeah, definitely. So as for what types of services VAs can offer to their clients, there's seriously so many, there's over a hundred and it's all about finding what lights you up. You, yes. You want to pick services you have experience in, in the beginning, a lot of people start with administrative services, mm -hmm. which is more like when you think of services that a secretary might do, um, mm -hmm. like billing and scheduling travel for their clients and just collecting data, things like that, that's more administrative. So a lot of people stick with that in the beginning as they're figuring out what they really love. But some other things you can do are podcast management, which is huge right now. So many people are starting podcasts and need help mm -hmm. running it. Yeah. You can do social media management, which is also really crucial right now with so many businesses having to come online in this pandemic world. Mm -hmm. um, they need help running their social media. You can be a Pinterest strategist. So you can literally get paid to play on Pinterest all day yes. and help <laughs> promote their business there. I love Pinterest. So that would be something I'd be like, oh, yes, I can do yes. that. <laughs> it's so much fun. And you can literally, that's, you can pick it, that as the only service you offer. Yeah. It's the best. You can also do website design. You can be a blogger. So you can write blog posts for your clients on their sites mm -hmm. and they call that ghost writing. So mm -hmm. you're writing as if you are the client. 
you could be a graphic designer, you can be an online business manager where you really set up and implement systems in people's businesses for them. There's so much you can do. If you can think it, you can probably offer it as a service. Right. Yeah. And so as my listeners are thinking about this and the possibilities of being a virtual assistant, where would you recommend starting? Like where would they find these clients, like, would you like recommend like starting locally places or reaching out to friends or joining Facebook groups? Like what is your, like, where do you typically find your clients? Where do they hang out? Yeah. So I always encourage my students to put it out there that they're doing this now because you probably have someone in your network that either needs this help or knows somebody who who does. So put up a post on your Facebook if you're comfortable with that and say, hey, these are the services I offer. Does anybody know anyone who could use this? Because a lot of people don't even know what virtual assistants are, but they could really benefit from them. Mm -hmm. And then the place where I personally have found 90% of my clients and most of my students find their clients is entrepreneur Facebook groups. There are so many out there. There are so many businesses posting in these groups every day looking for help. So that that would be my two top places is your, your network you've already got, kind of your warm market, and then mm-hmm. Facebook groups for entrepreneurs. Yeah, and um, as you mentioned that, I mean, there is even um, medical entrepreneur Facebook groups. So like, think really specific. So you're in the medical field. You already know a lot about the medical part. Like you have that knowledge as a nurse. And so join these groups and like just search around like maybe there's a holistic doctor that needs some social media advertising or just needs an assistant to you know check his emails or whatever that is like just kind of I like to say think outside of the box and so as a nurse you can take your nursing skills and be able to apply that to doing something as a virtual assistant you can you know look for a doctor's office or chiropractor office or whatever that is maybe it's something local maybe you go to a local chiropractor and it's an order physician And you're like, hey, I don't know if you've ever thought about this, but I've been virtual assisting and are you on social media? He's probably like, no, I'm not. I have no idea what's, you know, I have no idea. It's like, well, you know, I offer this service and I think it would really be a benefit to your practice and blah, blah, blah. And so it's really, I think, just talking about it and then just kind of thinking outside the box on ways that you can maybe mesh your skills that you already have and your knowledge that you already have to your advantage. Like you can leverage that, especially when you go into just pitching yourself to a physician, you can say, hey, I'm a nurse. And so right off the bat, that's going to be like, oh, wow, you already know, like, I'm going to trust you that you know what you're doing because you're a nurse. And so I think you can kind of use that to your advantage as a nurse um, and then just kind of learn as you go, even though you may not know exactly how to do X, Y, Z, you can figure it out. Like you're a nurse, you can figure it out. I promise. Like Google's your best friend, right? Like, yes, that's what I always say. You can find a YouTube video on it. You can find something, I promise. (laughs) You've got to get creative. Definitely. Definitely. That is uh, one thing for sure. It's our kids are growing up in a world that's, they're like, mommy, you don't know, just just Google it. Back in the day, we didn't have that, you know, it's uh, (laughs) endless answers to everything, like everything, nothing left to the curious mind out there. So, yeah. I do want to kind of transition and talk about what are some of the benefits of becoming a virtual assistant? Yeah, so there's a lot. 
kind of my, I'm going to say my top four. Number one, like I've mentioned before, you get to pick what services you want to offer. Services are going to light you up. Number two would be you get to pick the clients that you work with. And so you really want to think in depth about this and kind of create what's called your your ideal client avatar. So what do they look like? What language do they use? Where do they hang out? This will really help you find where they're asking for help so that you can connect with them. And I highly recommend putting the energy into this because if you're just willing to work with anyone and everyone and you just want to make the money and you don't care who it is you're working for, you might land a client who's not a good fit for you and you end up having to spend way more energy into their business than you would with someone who is a good fit. So I really recommend putting the time and energy into that. You also get to set your own hours, kind of depending on the services you offer. So if you're doing social media management, you do have to be kind of aware of like when the post that you created is going to be published, you do need to get on your client's social media platform and make sure like everything went through okay with it, like shortly after the post goes up. So you do have to be kind of aware of a little bit of time limitations with social media management, for example. But there's other services that have no time limitations. So like blog posts, you can write those whenever, as long as you get them done by the time your client wants it up. Mm -hmm. Um, And that really helps. So if you're only working on your business two days a week as in your virtual assistant business, you want to pick services that are not going to require too much of your attention on the days where you might have your nursing shifts and things Right, that that are like time sensitive. Yep. And then you can also can start to create more passive services for your clients. So when you start out, you might be doing done for you services where you're 100% doing the service for them and you're just getting their feedback and whatnot. But then as you go, you can create different products, basically digital products that people can buy from you and then They buy it from you and then they implement it in their business. So for example, if you're doing Pinterest management, you can create Pinterest templates Mm -hmm. that they can purchase from you and it's one and done. You create the template and then you set it up to sell and you'll get those ongoing purchases. So that's when it becomes a little bit more passive on your end. You're still making the income from it, but it doesn't require you to keep like pouring into it. So Mm -hmm. That's one really cool thing too. You can make it as involved as you want or as passive as you want. Yeah, no, I love the the passive part of it because it allows you to scale, right? Mm-hmm. So like there's only so many, much time in a day that you can trade that time for money going back to, you know, being a nurse. That's kind of like what we are used to. Our medically trained minds are used to clocking in. We're getting paid for our service and we get compensated. And so same thing would be in a virtual assistant. Like a lot of times you're, you're trading that time for money and you're being compensated for your time. But when you step into creating something that aligns with your business in the virtual assisting world that is passive, that's when you can start to scale and that's when you can start to grow. And that's when you can start to, you know, you hear people say you get paid while you sleep or, you know, whatever that is, that's where the passive part comes in. And that's where the ability to scale and to grow your business really comes in is in that passive part. So I love that you brought that up because a lot of, or obviously the passive income nurses, we talk about a lot of ways that you can create passive income. So, and with any passive income, you guys, I want you, you know, as we're talking about being a virtual assistant, you're like, well, that's not passive, but you have 
to go into the idea of creating a passive stream of income is going to take you time. Mm-hmm. This is not something you cannot get paid tomorrow while you sleep just for one day's of work. Like it takes time. You have to invest. You have to figure out, you have to be in the messy middle and you yes. have to do it and you have to show up and you got to figure out what you like. And then once you get in that groove of doing that, then you can start to add on these other products. And then you're probably going to do some and they're not going to do so well. And then, you know, you may do something else and it takes off or whatever, but you have to actually do it. And so you've got to put in the work for you to be able to have the benefit of that passive income. You still have to do the work. It's not a get rich quick. It's not something that's going to happen overnight. It's something that takes time and you have to invest. You have to be willing to learn and you have to be willing to fail your way forward. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Mic drop. I couldn't have said it any better. (laughs) So it's like, especially I think our country in general, it's like quick fix, quick fix, quick fix. Even inside of healthcare, it's like, oh, you have, you have this, then you take this pill. It's like, we're in the mindset of like quick fixing things. And it's like, no, there's no such thing as a quick fix. If you really want to cure yourself and you really want to get healthy, you got to put in the work. You got to start eating healthy. You got to start moving your body. You got to start drinking enough water. You got to do the thing. And so it's no different. Yeah. It's no different when it comes to creating passive income, you still got to put in the work. That's just the way it is. Nothing in life is a a quick fix. Not when it comes to making money, not when it comes to your health, not when it comes to anything. So just get rid of that mindset and just know that you're going to have to put in the work. And if you want something different, you're going to have to do something different. So if you're listening and you're thinking, uh, my job, I'm overwhelmed, I'm burnt out. I can't deal with working inside of healthcare during COVID. And I don't know what the new normal is. Is it ever going to go back to normal or what that looks like? And you're wanting to do something different. You got to put in the work. You got to figure it out. You got to do something different because if you don't do anything different, then nothing is going to change. And so yes. you got to start somewhere. Yeah, totally. 100% agreed. So I want to kind of transition and talk about what we mentioned in the beginning of can I build a passive income business on the side while I still work my full-time job? Like, is this possible to be a VA on the side while working my nine to five or working, you know, my three 12 hour shifts and holding that full-time position as a nurse? Yes, 100%. I think two things you have to be really clear up front about with your clients is let them know these are the only days and times I can work and just have really, really clear boundaries around that. So they're clear up front before they hire you of when they can expect to be hearing from you. And then you also need to be really clear about how many clients do you want to take on because you don't want to be, you don't want to get too overwhelmed and have too much on your plate especially while you're still working full-time or even part-time. So really think about what is your goal? What's your income goal, first of Mm -hmm. all? What prices would you need to charge in order to hit that goal? And how many hours is that going to require you to work? And then I'm a big, big advocate for time blocking. So if you are still working your nine to five and trying to do this, you're going to have to get really, really 
honed in on when are my working hours going to be for this? And in those working hours, focusing on the biggest money-making activities. Don't focus on creating a social media post when you don't even have a client yet. Like Mm -hmm. you want to do those tasks that are going to make you money faster. Mm -hmm. Yeah, give you the return on the investment. And I think nurses are really good at prioritizing um, Mm -hmm. anyways, because that's just something that we, you know, in our jobs, we just have to do anyway. So it's no different when it comes to doing this business on the side is being able to, I love that you said set boundaries because this is a big thing and it keeps coming up for me because I think that in life in general, we have to have these healthy boundaries. And so whether that looks like setting a healthy boundary with your mother-in-law or setting a healthy boundary with one of the doctors that you work with and letting them know, Hey, this is not part of my job. Right. Mm -hmm. So like a lot of times doctors will ask you to do things that are really maybe not in your scope of practice, set that boundary. Because when you set that boundary, that lets them know, okay, I, I can't push the limits. And so it's no different in your side hustle, this virtual assisting businesses, whatever business you want to create on the side, you have to have those boundaries. And so it's not only healthy for you and helps you keep your sanity, which is like if you don't have your your sanity, your mental health, then you really don't have anything. You're left in a place where you feel exhausted, you're burnt out. And, and that's not why you're starting this business in the first place. So being intentional about setting those boundaries, I think is huge mm-hmm. because it's going to keep you sane. <laughs> it's yeah. going to keep you wanting to show up to do this work, to create this extra income for you and your family. And it's going to allow you to do something that hopefully you enjoy doing. And so that's a huge part of being able to step into this new space is to be able to have those boundaries. Like you've got to set the boundaries because if not, people really don't care about your time. Right. I mean, they don't like, so you have to make it a priority. They don't care if you have kids or you're pregnant or, and you have a toddler, they don't, they don't really care. So you have to be intentional and set those boundaries because no one else is going to do that. That's just reality. Yes. And what I teach my students in my program is it's way, way, way easier to set those boundaries up front before mm-hmm. they're even officially your client. Yes. Like tell them on the discovery call or in yep. your proposal, these are my working hours. This is when you can expect to hear from me. This is when you can't. Mm-hmm. It's way easier to do that up front than to have to go back and set those expectations later. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely set the expectations from the beginning and have the boundaries. I think that's, that's a great, great piece of advice for someone that's wanting to transition into the space is to, to have those boundaries up front. And then that way you're not stressing later about, oh my gosh, she wants me to answer these emails and I'm at work and I'm trying to juggle five things and that's just chaos. So just go ahead and prevent the chaos by setting the boundaries. Well, I love this conversation that we had today. I love just talking to you. I know we have chatted before and there's so many parallels between, you know, being a teacher and being a nurse. Your mission is to help teachers get out of the classroom and really find, you know, something that can allow them to stay at home and to really work around their family schedule. So I love your mission. And, you know, my mission is, is kind of the same. It's like, learn how to make some money online so you can take control of your schedule and stop letting your schedule control you. So I love that our missions are so parallel, even though your focus is on teachers and mine is in the healthcare space on nurses. So thank you so much for your time and being here and sharing all of this uh, valuable information. And you guys, I will post 
most of Ariana's contact information in the show notes. Um, if you have any questions, feel free to reach out to her. And if you uh, have any questions for me, feel free to reach out to me. And thanks for being here. Thank you so much for having me. I had a blast. Hey, real quick, before you go, if you enjoyed today's show, make sure you go over to Apple iTunes and hit subscribe. This way you'll get notified when all of the new episodes air. And if you've been listening to the show and you know some other friends or coworkers that may enjoy it, or you just want to say thank you, be sure to take a screenshot and share it over on the gram, post it up in your stories, and tag me at Brianne, it's B-R-I-A-N-N-E underscore Bell, B-E-L-L. Thank you so much for hanging out with me. I'm so grateful for you guys. Until next time. If you like my mom's podcast, make sure you subscribe and leave a review.